0: Welcome to Cincinnati Foodies, a new community podcast talking all things food in the greater Cincinnati area. Subscribe to our channel for quick 15 to 20 minute bi-weekly updates on restaurant openings, closings, rumors, news, and more.
1: We are your top secret foodie hosts, O and and we're keeping our identities hidden for now or until this podcast is so huge that we can't hide it anymore. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Cincinnati Foodies Podcast. I can't believe we are already on episode five.
0: I know. I can't believe we have so many listeners. Thank you guys for supporting us. So we started a new thing. We are now drinking wine while we record. That's right. Each week, we're going to feature a new wine.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Um, this week, we're drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon from Camus Vineyards called Bonanza that we were gifted from the new Posh Event Space in OTR across the street from Rheindeist.
0: Yeah, and it's really good. I'm glad we got to check them out. You can host events there like weddings, receptions, baby showers, parties, and corporate lunches and dinners. It was very nice and clean there, too.
1: I know. I really liked the vibe. It had like this like grecian island like white light wood pretty blue tile it was just a really good vibe in there this wine's really good too it is really good (laughs) how was your week oh this weather change has me so discombobulated that i'm not even sure I remember last week. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, um, but it was wild. I think we could double the length of this podcast just to cover everything we did. But don't worry, we're not going to do that. Yeah, um, but let's just get into the highlights. So I hit up both Proud Hound and Mile Forty Two Coffee with clients. Um, neither of those. Ever disappoint. Um, North Star Cafe in Liberty Center, I think, was my biggest standout. We were so sad when Maplewood closed in Mason. We talked about that, I think, in our first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thrilled that there's still one in the CBD, but like, that's not a destination for me. Parking's a nightmare. Like, if I'm down there, for something else, I will go. But other than that, you know, you're talking it. about
0: downtown locations.
1: Yes. Got it. But, um, but you know, it's fine. To, it's nice to find another restaurant that has kind of like a similar concept. Um, the menu at North star is much healthier than what you find at a lot of other restaurants. Everything down to the veggie burger is being made from scratch. There, like, they're hydrating their own beans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably like bringing in the bread I'm sure. But other than that, it's very scratch made. Um, And I, the cocktails were really good too, right? The cocktails were really good. Yeah. And those cookies. Oh my gosh. Listen, in our reel, we gave you a little sneak peek of the peanut butter one. I mean, there was nothing little about it. It was epic. But what you did not see was the chocolate truffle cookie that I took home with me. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Like I can still smell it. It was crunchy on the outside and gooey and creamy on the inside, like a really good brownie. Like, get there. Um, uh, It was so good.
0: North Star was great. Definitely has the Maplewood vibes because they do breakfast there as well. But they're also open for lunch and dinner. I really love the Buddha Bowl. Like, I loved how everything was, like, chopped up and Mm -hmm. it was just, like, easy to eat. I think that it would make for a great lunch. And you're correct about the cookies. I love that they label them like by what time they were baked. Yeah, you know me too. Um, and you guys have to check out our reel for them because you can get a free drink off their specialty
1: drink list
0: by showing our Instagram reel to the cashier.
1: Oh, yes. And another pro tip that the manager gave us if you go in the morning Okay. And they have leftover cookies oh, from the day right. before, yes. right? So the cookies are four fifty dollars regularly. And like, let me, they're huge. They're totally worth four fifty. dollars But if you go the next day and they have any leftover in the morning, they sell them for a dollar. That's awesome. I know. I love, I love that. that. Yeah. So we also went to Teak in OTR, which is a favorite in our house. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that later. And then, as we mentioned, we checked out the event space at Posh Events. And we made more than one trip to our favorite dive bar uncle leo and then friday Ooh, i know friday was your favorite you cover friday okay i wish i was enjoying the weather like i was last week
0: my allergies have kicked in and are in full gear mm-hmm. but not bad enough that i missed out on wine fest heck no <laughs> we touched on wine fest in the last episode but now that we actually went i just wanted to say that it was so much fun
1: Like, so much fun, right? It was so much fun, and I was nervous about it because it's such a big event, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. You know, I love going to Napa Valley in California,
0: and it was so cool to have them come to us. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy at the Honig Winery booth was the president and owner of the entire Honig Winery. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I just thought that was so cool. I love being able to connect with real wine folks and listen to them talk about what they know and love it really makes you feel like you are right there in Napa. (laughs) Friday night was definitely the night to go for talking to these guys. I went Saturday too, and it was much busier, and I felt like there weren't as many wine reps as there were on Friday. Mm. Yeah. So Friday was a lot of fun. Saturday was like, heavier pours, and, like, not as many of the Mm. big
1: reps as we saw on Friday. So, Friday Friday night, you get educated, and Saturday night, you just get drunk.
0: Yep, pretty much. Love (laughs) it. So, you choose yours.
1: We do not judge either one you want to go to.
0: Of course, it's not going to be back until next year. I know. But something to look forward to. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I guess I should also mention that we went to Jeff Ruby's before, Mm -hmm. and that was obviously amazing. Our server was named Brittany, and I definitely ask for her when you go in because she was great. We also were able to get a behind-the-scenes look of the kitchen, which was so cool. That is really cool. Yes, so cool. I'm working on making an Instagram reel for that, so stay tuned. I want to take you guys back in the kitchen with me. Mm -hmm. And then after Wine Fest, we went to Soto, and we were just planning on getting donuts, but we ended up getting the octopus appetizer which is probably the best octopus that you can get in the entire city. Yeah, that's
1: my favorite thing on the menu yeah. with the white beans. It's just so well-balanced. It's so well-balanced.
0: I really don't even like octopus, but I will eat that. That's funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> we went to Italy, and I would not touch the octopus, but oh. at Soto, I'll eat it. Oh, okay. Then we have my favorite short rib capolacci and I got the black truffles shaved on top, which I feel like that's like my menu hack there It is because the bartender was like, are you sure you want to put black truffles on top? And I'm like, girl, yes. Like I get that every time I go. <laughs> yeah. Just like, cause you can get the pasta just with the truffles, but mm-hmm. I wanted the truffles on top of the short rib capellacci. Yeah. It's just like an amazing trifecta of deliciousness. Love it. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> right. Of course, we got the donuts, too, because you just have to when you go to Soto. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it for this
1: week. What do we have for openings? So Teak OTR will be opening a second location at the Loveland Station Development in the former Lovebird Restaurant Space at 110 South 2nd Street. Nice. I know, right? Um, The restaurant's new location just began renovations, but they are set to take at least two months and then then stay tuned. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so Teak, like I said, is a favorite in our house. I love how they offer a spicy scale on everything they make. Of course you do. Of course I do. (laughs) Um, I've never had anything there that wasn't just absolutely outstanding, but the chicken with green beans and the Thai chilies that I had this week was a standout for sure. Um, when I was there before on my last trip to the opera, I ordered an eight and I regretted it a touch. (laughs) But then this week I got a seven and felt like maybe I was ready to graduate. So I love spicy food though. What's your number? I get a number two. You <laughs> get two. A super
0: lightweight That's when it comes right. to spice. That's alright. It's still got the, a lot of flavor. The guy we were with got a ten. He did. I, I he was cried. literally sweating I by know. the end of the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he was. You're right. I would have been crying. Oh my gosh. So I have an update on 13 Knives Kitchen in Kenwood. Oh yeah. Yeah. So remember last week when I said I was going to drive by? Mm-hmm. So I did. And they were closed because it was like 8 p.m. And I guess they close by 8 during oh. the week. Okay. Um. So I finally got in last night. And it's mm-hmm. not like you would expect. Like oh. I thought it was going to be like a full restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a movie theater lounge with kind of slow service. Hmm. Um. Like it's a beautiful restaurant, but I think like we said last week, it's just kind of a soft open. Okay. So I guess the movie theater and this restaurant share a kitchen. Mm. So I think it was easy for the movie theater to like kind of move into that space. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't really rush to this one because, you know, I think they're still working out some of the kinks. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's a really great option if you're looking for things in Kenwood.
1: Okay. What kind of food was it?
0: It was like, so lunch is like sandwiches and salads. Okay. And then dinner is like simple meat entrees, like kind of like chicken, however you want it. Um, pasta, you know they had a pork chop on the menu. Okay, but it took a while to get our cocktails because mm-hmm. they're not really using the bar that's inside of that restaurant right oh, they're now. They're going into the movie they're theater. They're going into the movie theater to get the drinks. Gotcha. So everything took a while, but that space is just so beautiful. So yeah. I really hope they like pull through, figure it out. But yeah. we'll probably go again in a few more weeks because I love going to that movie theater. Yeah, everybody t- speaks really highly of it. So okay. we'll try
1: it again and update you soon. Too. Nice. Um, another restaurant that's opening up another location is Bridges Nepali Cuisine. Um, they're opening up in Elmwood. They're most well known for their Momo dumplings filled Yum. with chicken, pork, and vegetables. I know, right? Yes. Um, they have locations in Northside and downtown. This place has been on my list for a long time, and I've just never been, so I might need to move it up the list. Yeah. Um, and I love that they're opening in Elmwood. Like, I feel like it's kind of an underserved community. And it's honestly such a cute neighborhood with a really great convenient location. So Yeah.
0: yeah. We'll have to pop
1: in there. Agreed.
0: Hard Rock Casino opened a new coffee shop. What? It's called Constant Grind Bistro, and it will be open 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday Mm -hmm. and 6 a.m. to midnight Friday and Saturdays. Constant Grind's menu features teas, sandwiches, pastries, and milkshakes. Mm. You can also order the shakes affogado style, which I love. Yeah. So that's like when they put a shot of espresso on top. Mm -hmm. They're serving La coffee, and we'll be doing a local brand feature every quarter. Okay, I like that. And so that took over the former Starbucks place that was inside of the casino. Mm -hmm. So I think... Hard Rock is kind of in the process of rebranding the entire casino. Yeah. Which I think they're doing a really good job. Yeah. Like, I agree. It's kind of the best that I've ever seen the casino be since it opened. Yeah. And so. you know
1: me, I hate Starbucks. So anytime someone replaces Starbucks with something with decent coffee, I'm in.
0: But I love that it's open <laughs> until midnight because you know I'm a night owl. Yeah. And so coffee shops
1: close too early in the afternoon for me. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. And so. it'll be good that you can like just jump in and get a quick snack because a lot of the food at the Hard Rock that, that would be my complaint is that it can it can take a really long time to go and have a meal. at one Oh the yeah, they're gonna have so. sandwiches and pastries. Yeah, and stuff, so, so that'll be good. Cool. And it looks like Rikaru Ramen of Blue Ash is poised to open their second location on Glenway on the west side. Um, they don't have any info on their website. It still just says that they have the Kenwood location, okay. um, Kenwood Road, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, they also do not have an Instagram. But we love to see places expanding to the west side that aren't like national chains. <laughs> There's actually kind of a running joke on a lot of the West Side Facebook groups. If anyone asks about like new restaurants that are coming in or say like, I know Charlie's closes and that restaurant space is available. Everybody's like, is it going to be an olive garden? (laughs) And then everybody else says, well, it better not be a mattress store or a dollar store. We have enough of those. That's so funny. So I'm glad that it's going to be like a new locally owned place, um, which is awesome.
0: I found this place in Pleasant Ridge called Wine O'Clock.
1: Love that. Yeah.
0: And I knew it was a wine shop, but I just found out they opened a tasting room there about a month ago. I don't know if they offer walk-in tastings, but there is a place to make reservations by sending a message on their website, Uh or you can give them a call. I like that they do cheese pairings, too. If I booked a tasting, that would be the one to book. For sure. And I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can easily access that. Mm -hmm. Then before or after, I think you should go to the Lonely Pine Steakhouse since it's right nearby. Mm -hmm. That's a really good date night idea.
1: I agree. And then a more casual option would be to go to Nine Giant Brewery um, or getting food at Goodfellas after. Yup. I know. Pleasant Ridge is so fun and walkable. It is. Um, And then if you're looking for something similar on the other side of town, I went to one last fall at Village Wines of Glendale in the little, like, square down there in historic Glendale um, and that was really good too Um, they do it like inside and outside in the summer it's really fun and they had really good wines for a really affordable price too we're just full of date night ideas today aren't we? (laughs) I love it. Um, so cracked pot coffee is opening this summer. Um, or no, it opened this summer. It, yeah. And we have not covered them yet. They work closely with Central Pastry, which is a place that I keep talking about. I want to get back in. You've never been. Yeah, it's I've never been. So good. Um, also their Instagram is really great. If you haven't seen it, they have like a local comedian. Oh, they've got that guy. Yes. He's hilarious. Oh so funny. Yes. Um, uh, but a family converted this realtor office, um, into a coffee shop. They did most of the work themselves. Which I love that. I know, right? Like those are the kind of people we want to support. Of course. Um, the cool thing about them also is they offer crepes. I love crepes. Um, and that's like fun and different, right? Yeah. I was looking at some of the photos on their Facebook page
0: and there's one with Reese's peanut butter pieces. Whoa. Pretzels, whipped cream, and caramel. Mm. And that one has a chocolate cheesecake filling. Oh my gosh. Literally drool worthy. And it looks like ones that you would order in Paris. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really impressed. Did
1: they have savory ones too? Yep,
0: they had the savory ones too. So, something mm. for everybody.
1: Yum. Well, we'll definitely have to get out there. We need to plan like a whole Middletown day where we we'll just wear a stretchy pants yep. and eat all day long. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. So luckily there aren't a ton of closings this episode, and some of them have a positive note, so it's not super depressing.
0: Yeah, because Deer Restaurant closed, okay? Mm -hmm. But they reopened, like, the same day or a day later as an Italian restaurant called Al Posto. That's wild. Yeah. They just, like, flipped it. Okay. So I had to go check it out. There's a new chef. His name is Evan Hartman. He worked at 20 Bricks in Milford, and he was also the chef at Pleasantry – which is now closed, but I was thinking pretty highly of it because those are good restaurants. Yeah. Um, So Alposta's menu is Southern Italian inspired with pasta shapes like Orchette, which comes from the Puglia region of Italy. Mm -hmm. And I've been to the Puglia region of Italy and I've seen the old ladies making the little elephant ear shaped Mm -hmm. pasta and I absolutely loved it. So... I really just felt heartfelt going to this restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything we had was really good. The Arancini needs some work, but the cocktails were amazing. They were so good. They had the big ice cubes like you like for the bourbon and the Negronis and things like that. And they served a focaccia bread that was to die for. Love. They also do a super fun tableside pasta where they swirl it in the parmesan reel. Mm. So you know I'm like all about that. Yeah. Like stay tuned for Instagram. I'm making a
1: whole reel. Right. Love a tableside experience. Right.
0: Um, We took the kids to – they loved everything. Nice. And I loved that they had, like, super cute kids' menus for them to color, and Uh they had crayons and things because it's, like, a fancy restaurant. Yeah. So you don't always expect them to, like, cater to kids. Yeah, you never know. But these – all the employees really took time to, like, stop by the table, engage with the kids. So I love that. just made me feel really good that the kids
1: were able to enjoy – you know the dinner experience. Nice, that's cool. And I was in Hyde Park Square on Friday, and you can't miss it. They have this beautiful blue door, oh, yeah.
0: out front. So but they repainted it like a different shade. Oh yeah, like it's a little hint of hint darker than um, it than was a deer. Mm-hmm. So I love, but I love that they still kept the blue door. That made me so happy. Like we totally took a picture in front. Yes, exactly. Um, but I definitely recommend giving them a try. Just be patient because they are a new restaurant.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure they have some kinks that they're working out. Um, So there was um also, a, hopefully, what will be a temporary closing. There was a fire in Hartwell earlier this month. It took out, like, an entire strip center. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the the firefighters had a really hard time fighting it because it was one of those days where we just had, like, intense the- wind. Oh,
0: the wind.
1: Yeah. Yes. So most of the building has been just declared, like, unusable. That's but- it awful. housed um, Taranga World Market, which unfortunately is part of the unusable part. Um, but the owner of the restaurant, Taranga African Restaurant, which is Sen- Senegalese, He's vowed to reopen. So there's no word on when that will happen, but I hope that it is soon and we'll kind of stay tuned. And I would love to give them some support. It's just, it's right over on Route 4, just north of Galbraith. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And we're, you know, praying for them. We'll definitely try to tell you
0: when it gets open because we definitely need to go support them when they do reopen. Yeah, that
1: needs a Google alert for sure. Um, And then the only one that we have this week that is a permanent closure, hopefully, is. Is, um, is Spoon Market, which you know they've announced their closing. I can't say that we're totally surprised about this one. We mentioned them in episode two. We said that they had like a lot going on, and we weren't sure how they were going to maintain all of that. Unfortunately, we, sh- we sure did. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, we were correct. Um, you know, you always wish that they could just fig- that they could figure it out and turn it around. But yeah. um, I heard really great things about their staff and like some of the special offerings that they had, like a vegan cheese board. You don't find a lot of those. Yeah. Um, lots of allergies free options and I'm personally bummed that I missed out on a vegan oatmeal cream pie. Nice. I know right so that's, that's a that's a bummer for the neighborhood I know they had a lot of like regulars and whatever but.
0: They had really good prices too mm-hmm. so I'm but I wonder what they're doing with all the inventory. Oh yeah because they had food huge. but it was also a market. and it, Yeah it was like a huge and they had so much going on. And yeah. It's unfortunate that they couldn't keep it going mm-hmm. because I think it could have been really cool if they were able to like really get it going. Yeah. Yeah, agreed In Foodie News, two Cincinnati restaurants were awarded four-diamond status by AAA, Boca, a French restaurant that we love downtown, and Nicolas, a tried and true classic of OTR. So congratulations to them. I'm surprised there's not more on there.
1: I am too. It's been way too long since I've been to Boca, by the way. It may be my favorite restaurant in the city. Um, I love how they have small plates because it's French style. So you're yeah. meant to have like a bunch of courses. Um, and you can try like a lot of just different flavors and textures. The pommes souffle are a must. They were a Masonette Classic. Of course. Um And I love the foie gras and the hamachi crudo as well. I've never been to Nicola's, but you love it there, right?
0: I love it there. Mm -hmm. So I've been a few times, and when you go, you have to order the bread basket because it's like the best thing ever. (laughs) I love it. It's like... They have all these different little kinds of breads and they all have different flavors and different things inside of them. It's mm. just so good. Okay. And I really like their truffle gnocchi. Ooh, I
1: love they the do gnocchi. like a
0: crispy potato gnocchi where yes. it's not just like boiled, but they like crisp them up. That's so the way to do it. all so good.
1: Yum. And
0: I wanted to mention on Mondays, they do boyanese. So you can get a boyanese special oh, on Mondays. That's right. I love
1: that. So that's
0: nice because a lot yeah. of restaurants are closed on Mondays. They
1: so. are. Yeah. Richard at Pasha was telling us that he goes for for mondays below mondays yeah. right i love it awesome when your cincinnati foodies attended the last cincinnati magazine Savor event at the hard rock casino we were very impressed by chef vanessa miller from the metropole at 21c so when we heard that there was a new executive chef promoted we had to know what was going on with vanessa We reached out to her, and she was kind enough to grant us our first interview. So thank you very much to Chef Vanessa, and enjoy. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome on to the Cincinnati Foodies Podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure.
1: Awesome. Perfect. So we saw that there was a new promotion in the role mm-hmm. of executive chef at Metropole, Zach Barnes, yeah. C and uh, we were wondering what to expect for Metropole. Will there be menu changes... Yeah,
2: you know, so um, Zach has been kind of in the role of CDC um, for the last, uh, we'll call it, eight months or so, um, and has kind of really been working with me, kind of under my leadership and guidance, to to really kind of um, just step into step into a, a larger leadership role uh, w- within MetroPole, and I, I was promoted about eight months ago uh, within since uh, within 21C. Okay. Uh, to the Senior senior Director of Food and Beverage, which essentially means that I am our Corporate Food and Beverage Director, so I oversee all of our restaurants at all of our properties now. Oh, that's um, very exciting. Yeah, um, and so it's also really exciting for Zach because um, – you know, he's, he's a really wonderful addition um, to the team here in Cincinnati when he first joined and really stepped up and really kind of, you know, he and I, we aligned really well. Mm-hmm. Same type of vision for food, same, same type of vision for, for how to run a kitchen and have a strong kitchen culture. Um, and so that's a very long way of saying <laughs> um, not a lot is going to immediately change because Zach has really been stepping into running the show already over the yeah. last six months. Okay. Um, and it's a pretty seamless kind of transition. You know, he'll definitely start to make menu changes as the weather warms up uh, and spring, you know, spring ingredients start to show. Yeah. Um, but, but you'll be able to see a lot of through lines um, because he's just been so involved in the creative process um, prior
1: prior to now. Oh, that's perfect. And where is his background? Where does he come from?
2: Yeah, so he came to us from Seattle, um, and, um, you know, we were lucky enough to, to kind of, you know, grab onto him uh, not too soon after he, uh, he moved to Cincinnati, and that was, a, I guess, a little over a year ago at this point. Maybe maybe more. Time is flying these days. I don't even it's, know what year it is. I <laughs> um, agree. Yeah, and so he had, he had had some some gigs out there and, and kind of, uh, you know, one executive chef role out there as well.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. No. So that means a lot more travel for you, I suspect.
2: <laughs> it does. It, it, it has. I've been, uh, I've been racking up those airline miles for sure.
1: I bet. Are you enjoying that? I am. You
2: know, it's, it's a really, it's an amazing opportunity and I feel very, very lucky to have it. Um, yeah. You know, 21C has such a strong portfolio of, of really iconic and chef driven restaurants all over the Midwest. And we have some amazing teams Um, And a lot of good stuff in the works as well. We're in the process of opening what will be our 10th 21C. um, And we are about three months out of that right now um, in St. Louis. And so really, you know, working hard with the team there. We're going to have two food and beverage concepts, uh, a a Spanish tapas inspired restaurant and then an all day cafe. Um, So I'm really I'm really enjoying being able to work with all these different teams, flex a lot of different muscles, play with a lot of different types of, you know, styles of service and styles of food. Um, Like I said, I feel really lucky.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations officially. Thank you. I
2: appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Hopefully Cincinnati foodies can get into Metropole soon and check out what you guys are doing there. Absolutely. I I have all
2: the faith in the world. It's going to continue to evolve and, and get better every day.
1: Yeah, I would love that. I feel like it's a pretty special opportunity to be able to, you know, step up in your role and then have mm-hmm. Zach in their training the way you guys were able to do it. That doesn't yeah. happen in the No, way. yeah,
2: for sure. I, You know, add on to the list of things that I feel really lucky about, right? You know, a lot yeah. of blood, sweat, and tears went into... Um, reinvigorating Metropole after the pandemic and yes. lots of, lots of hours spent in that kitchen. And I think as a chef, it can be it can be hard sometimes to, to hand over the reins um, and, and to walk away from something that you put so much time and effort and um, energy into building, but to know that um, it, it's going to have continue to have the strong leadership of somebody like Zach and, and the creative vision of somebody like Zach, it's, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, handing off uh, your baby to kind of just the, the next <laughs> phase of life and it feels it, it feels very positive and good.
1: Yes. Well, that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks so much, Vanessa.
0: Of course. I appreciate it. Rally's fast food restaurant is offering up two Latin fish specials that we wanted to mention. They're serving the crispy fish sandwich, which is a crispy fish filet topped with iceberg lettuce and tartar sauce with a boatload of flavor on a toasted sesame seed bun. Also on their value menu where you can pick two for one low price. Then they have the deep sea double, so you can double up on deep sea flavor. It is two crispy fish fillets topped with melted American cheese, iceberg lettuce, and tartar sauce, all on a toasted sesame seed bun. Yum! These are available at all Cincinnati locations.
1: Thursday, March 30th is Red's opening day. And you all know what a huge day that is for the Queen City. The parade starts at Finley Market at noon and heads down to Fountain Square, followed by the Reds taking on the Pirates at 410. Make sure you get there early. You will not find anywhere to park if you get there (laughs) right near parade time. Um, But yeah.
0: There's plenty to do along the parade route, including a festival in Washington Park that starts at 10 a.m. And there's lots of restaurants and event spaces that are going to be selling tickets so you can get a good spot and don't have to deal with the crowds getting there early to put a chair out. The Phoenix downtown has tickets for sale now for their opening day party.
1: Um, Last year, Philo Greek had a great ticketed event. They did ticketed table service on the sidewalk um, for the parade with a Mm -hmm. great prefix menu, but they announced it late, like a couple of days before. So stay tuned for that. Because we couldn't
0: find anything for this year, but we want you to be on... Prepare, yeah. Yeah,
1: Because by the time the next episode comes out, it's going to be after opening day. So, um, So stay tuned. If we get any details on that, we will post it in the show notes or just keep an eye on their Instagram because it was really nice. And like there were people in the parade like Bootsy Collins and like other people that were like talking to us and interacting with us because they thought it was so cool that we had reserved tables like next to the parade. It was really fun. But if you want a little more of like a joint party atmosphere, the Banks will definitely be out in full force with their Dora district. And then Fountain Square will be a good family-friendly option.
0: Yeah. And Newport on the Levee will be having an event starting at 3 p.m., at their Bridgeview Box Park where they have baseball-themed drinks, and they'll have the game on the big screen there. So That sounds think, fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I like that. So I think that's all we have
1: for this week. I think so. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week when, guys, we have – a new secret foodie being introduced. So we are going to welcome Jay to the podcast (laughs) in two weeks for episode seven. But that's it and have a great week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cincinnati Foodies. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram.
0: If you have any news, restaurants to check out, or you would like to be featured, you can email us at CincinnatiFoodies513 at gmail.com or slide into those DMs at CincinnatiFoodies on Instagram.